DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We are doing the red and the blue on Friday. Kyle Gunther came in here and stirred it up. Holy cow, are we seeing some stuff on the Twitter mentions. We'll get to that coming up. Time to talk to the Cougar right now, Brian Keel. Brian, what kind of mood are you in? You think you're going to stir it up today? You think you just got great <laughs> wisdom and people are going to sit back, fold their arms, put their fingers to their chin and think, man, that guy is smart. I just learned a lot of football. <laughs> I started, I was on uh, Spencer Checkett's show on Wednesday or Tuesday, and I stirred up some Aggie fans, so maybe I should lay low today. I don't know. <laughs> well, you got to be who you are, man, and that's one of the reasons why we enjoy having you on is because you, you remind me of uh, Van Noy. You know, in all the years we covered Van Noy, he would go out and say what uh, he thought, and if people didn't like it, and so be it. But he was measured in his responses and I, and I think that that's what you have been you're measured you don't just fly off the handle but you do speak from your perspective as you see truth and, and I think fans appreciate that they'd rather have I, at least I believe they'd rather have the truth not outrageous irresponsible just popping off but someone who speaks from the perspective of this is what i think and if it so happens you don't like it well what can i do about it this is what i think and so anyway that's one of the reasons why we we like to talk to you because you do present it that way and so now you know after the big boise win and it was a sensational win to me, in my mind, there's no turning back. There's no more excuse. I don't want to hear about an injured running back. I don't want to hear about an injured quarterback. I don't want to hear about any of that stuff because you had all that against Boise, and in the end, you still won the game. And if you did that then, certainly ought to be able to do it next week against Utah State. Totally agree. Totally agree. So there, <laughs> at this point in the season, I mean, I said this a few weeks ago, um, something to this effect, but you know, I said you know we should win every game. The caveat that I said a few weeks ago was, um, you know, Boise is going to be a, a contest, obviously, and um, and then we go out and and crap our pants against Toledo and South Florida. Um, so here we are again, and I'll say it again: we should win every game. Yeah, that's on our schedule, and should and could and and will are all different things. Right. We should win. Will we do it? I don't know. But we have every single ability to win out and salvage our season and have a decent year. And um, I hope I hope those guys do it, both the players and the coaches, because they, they both have to come together. And that's what we saw last week. The players played, the coaches coached, and we had a great victory. Brian Keel, former Cougar, joining us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. So <clears throat> there's so many themes that repeat over and over. Uh, you know, the ASU could not block the Utes, so ASU lost the game. There's a lot of people think that Cal, with all the injuries they've had, are not going to be able to block the Utes, and Cal's going to lose the game decisively. BYU has gone through stretches where that offensive line – couldn't block people, couldn't open holes, and yet it was better. What changed against Boise State? What was the difference? And assuming for what you just said, you think it can be replicated? Yeah. So I mean, I don't, I don't. I, I heard a lot of whisperings about shakeups and changes um, with play calling and you know assignments and and just 
also, I heard, I, I heard all sorts of different things. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not in those meetings. I don't, and I wasn't on the sideline. Um, so I don't know how it actually played out and which of all those changes um, actually were implemented. But there was clearly something different in the game. Our game plan, our execution, uh, our, our willingness to take risk, both on offense and defense. And, and the players responded fantastically. So that's why I say, you know, the players play and the coaches coach. It takes both. The player, you know, you can call the greatest play in the world. If the players don't do their job, it's, it's going to suck. And, um, and vice versa, you can call a, a, a crappy play call. But if the player, you know, like on defense, all you need is one player to ball out and, and you can get a sack, even if it's a terrible play call versus the situation. So, um, you know, we, we saw both that this last weekend, and they need to do that from here on out. And I think the, the, the two things that really encouraged me was the sense of urgency that the players played with and, you know, the, the uh, wanting to roll the dice on uh, the coaches coached with and the way that they called the plays. And it was, it was refreshing. It was, it was great to see. I told you last Friday that I think it was uh, Chaz Ayu and El Bakri when they spoke on the, uh, to the media on Monday. It's almost like if anybody said anything bad about Kalani, they were really ready to fight him right there. And you said that that was great. You love to hear that. Uh, you've been a player at all, the, obviously, the highest levels. I'm wondering if you've ever been in that circumstance where, you know, a lot of times you play for yourself, your teammates. But in this circumstance, it looked like, based on the words that those guys said, that they were really playing for Coach Sataki. And have you been, ever been in that situation uh, where you know that the coach may be in danger and you've, you just love playing for him? And so that's going to be a form of motivation and a form of intensity and focus and all. Because it seemed like that was one of the reasons why BYU was able to give that effort that they gave against Boise. Yeah, absolutely. You saw that. And, you know, we talked about this, and everybody knows this. Kalani's one of the best guys in the world. Um, so, obviously, those kids care about him. Anybody who knows the guy cares intensely about him. And so, it was great to see them respond and play for him. I mean, obviously, he's on the hot seat. BYU is unique. It's not like other places. You definitely have a longer leash at BYU than, than you're going to have at, at different schools. It, it just is what it is. But that doesn't mean that, that you have an unlimited leash, and it doesn't mean that there is no hot seat. So, yeah, I mean, if you don't perform, you're going to be on the hot seat. And, you know, we, we've performed poorly the last couple of years. So, um, so that's the situation. It was great to see the players respond. Me personally, I have, I have been on teams where the coaches were definitely on the hot seat. Um, and I've, I've seen both. Um, you know, I've been on teams where, where the players didn't like the coach and uh, they didn't care. <laughs> and, um, and uh, you know, the coach ended up getting replaced at the end of the year. Um, and so, uh, and, you know, I, I, my, my last year in, um, in Washington, uh, Shanahan was on, the, was on the hot seat and uh, ended up getting fired at the end of the year. Um, and, and he was absolutely a guy – that, um, that that players liked and and played for, and I mean there were a bunch of circumstances that went into that terrible season. But yeah, I've seen I've seen both, and um, I I can say this: it does it does matter. It does make a difference um, whether or not the players like the guy at the helm, and you know that's that's why coaches that's why they make the big bucks because the good ones 
they absolutely make a difference. Um, there, there's no disputing that. So, well, come on, give us the guys who are hated. Now we all want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Everybody wants to know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to name names. I mean, you know, these guys aren't going to see it. They, 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 you know, they're, they're not paying attention to this radio show. But you know, if you're if you're that curious, just look at the teams that I played on or the coaches that got fired, and and then you know. If anybody's out there listening and they want to know, then there you have it. So, <laughs> we, We're talking about, you know, obviously BYU has the bye this week, but we're talking about Utah's game and Cal. Uh, their defense is really good, but their offense just stinks. You know, they had a starting quarterback there, 4-0, and they averaged in the 20s. He goes down, and they've lost all three games in which he hasn't been able to play, one of which he played in a half, and the other two he hasn't played at all, and he's obviously not going to play tomorrow. So with that in mind, uh, from a defensive perspective, and their, their offense is an average, not even uh, scored 20 points once, and he's been out. With From a defensive perspective, what is your mindset as far as going in this game? Because you know your offense is so bad. And not just that, Brian, you're going up against a defense that is really good. So it's like you got a crappy offense. Utah's got a great defense. But from the defensive mindset of Cal, how much energy can you have knowing that, my gosh, it's going to be really, really difficult? It's, it's an uphill battle. And, and it really just it, it comes back to – um, I don't know if character is the best word, but we'll use that word. Um, you know, mental makeup, whatever you want to call it, character, uh, fortitude, maybe that's a better word, mental fortitude of the defensive players. So, like, me personally, if I was in that situation, I, you know, I think life's all about outlook. And so my outlook would be, this is our challenge. This is our challenge. We're, we're, we're going to have to show up and show out. Um, you know, our offense is what it is. It, it, and I, honestly, I went into every game with this mindset. If they don't score, we're going to win. And that, that's the mindset that I have. If they don't score, we're going to win. And, um, you know, I had some shutouts, obviously not very many. They're, they're, they're hard to come by in football. It's definitely an, an offensive game. But um, that, I, I don't know. I just To me, that's, it's your outlook and your mindset. And, you, you know, it's so easy in human nature to, to – to, oh, you feel bad for yourself, and oh, you know, we played well, the offense didn't do their job. Well, play better. If, if they don't score, then, then you can't lose. So, I don't know. That's how I would look at it. And I, I think it's too easy to get discouraged and to point fingers and to have blame. And I, I think the, 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 better, the better way to do it is to, to just take it, take it as a challenge and rise up. Brian Keel joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Greg Rubel tweeted out uh, that, um, hey, for, with BYU on a bye week, you can watch the Air Force-Utah uh, State game and see the Cougars' next opponent. But watching the Aggies try to defend that option, how much can you learn about the Aggie defense? How I mean, if they just stepped into a different world here? Yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, scouting. So, like, for, for the players, BYU players, in terms of scouting, I mean, it's not going to be that great because you're going to see a, a completely different, different game plan. Um, but, I mean, you can always scout talent and you can, you can scout different players and their abilities. So, I, I mean, if I was a player, I, it is something that I did at BYU. Um, and, and, and as crappy as the Mountain Network was, um, one, one benefit that uh, we had when we had that Mountain Network is there were always Thursday games. And then on Saturday, the games were kind of spread out. And, and so it was nice because, 
you know, it, it allowed me to watch more games than I otherwise would have, even even if I could barely see the image on the screen because the network sucked. But um, I, uh, yeah, so I, um, I would always watch as many games as I could, and especially the upcoming opponent, whoever that was. I would I would always try to to watch them, scout them, and and pick up whatever little bit that you can. So yeah. So. It's going to be interesting to see what BYU does at the quarterback position, right? Because I don't know the severity of the concussion for Hall, and then Baylor Romney comes in and obviously spearheads the victory, and it certainly played well enough, and looked like there might be something there for sure. You know, he looked he looked okay. So going into this week, uh, do you have any concern that players might start picking favorites? How do you handle that as a coach? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's it's kind of interesting. Um, I heard um, I heard Steve Young was on one of the BYU broadcasts talking about it the other day, and he said something that's good. And I, I, I so I, I kind of agree. He he said to start Taylor, um, which I don't agree with that. To me, to me, you start Jaron because Jaron was the backup, and Jaron didn't do anything to lose that spot. In my opinion, he played fantastic. The rest the rest of the team did play great in that game. Um, and Baylor played fantastic last week too. I, so if I was in charge, I would start Jaron, and, and I'm probably biased too because because uh, I know Jaron so well and his family and, and know him since a kid. But um, but that's kind of how I feel about it. I, I think it's a great situation because they're they're they both played fantastic. They're both super talented, apparently, and I think we're fine with either guy. Um, but it is something you have to manage with with the team. And and so the the thing that that Steve pointed out is he's like. Why is why is it with quarterback that it's this that it's this whole you know conundrum and people are are um, you know they get all uptight and nervous and oh it's a quarterback and and he's like it should be like just any other position you know the best guy plays if you're not playing well you're you're out and this guy's in and and there should be uh, there should be pressure on every guy to perform just like any other position and I, I like that I thought that there was some I I, I agree with that I, it's kind of weird how quarterback kind of we have this this weird aura that we put on it and um you know i don't i don't know i, I think uh, they should just uh, kind of treat it i guess basically just put less pressure on it and just let it play out i don't know brian keel join us here on 97.5 and 1280 the zone so utah state and the game's sitting out there a couple weeks but there was a lot of talk at the start of the year about you know, Kalani's got to win the three rivalry games, the three regional teams that they play all the time, Utah, Utah State, and, uh, and Boise State. And the Utes are having a good enough season. You can kind of explain that away. And he got the Boise State game. What's it like for BYU to go up and play the Aggies? And it's changed a little bit since your era because the Aggies are clearly better. they got a better conference alignment, better facilities, better players, and a better record. But I think the crowd has always been fired up up there for this game. Yeah, it it is. You know, and this is where I riled up the Aggie fans um, the other day because I I called Utah State the the and it's funny because they missed they missed that I put I said Utah State's the, the little brother of both BYU and Utah, and of course they ignored the Utah part and just focused on the BYU part. Um, but uh, I say that, and you know, I say it jokingly, but also kind of serious. You know, look at history. Look at their their program, and, and I say this as the son of a state running back um, um, who 
you know, so I, I literally have Aggie blood, you know, coursing through my veins. But BYU's had a better program. We dominate them for forever and ever. Recently, they have absolutely played better than us. There is no excusing that. Um, they beat us, what, two in a row now? And uh, yeah. was it three or four out of three out of four or four out of five or something like that? Two in a um, row, three out of five. Yeah, so, so yeah, so they, they've, they've, they've outplayed us. And so, you know, back to my analogy of the big brother and little brother, you know, little brother's going to grow up. He's going to hit puberty, and he's going to want a piece of big brother, and if big brother doesn't take care of business, he's going to get hit in the mouth. And um, anybody who has brothers, you know, I, I, got, I have lots of them, and I've been, I've, I've been through this. You know, that, that's what happens. And so BYU needs to respond now uh, because if they don't, Utah State's going to hit us in the mouth again and beat us. And, um, and, and they've done it the last couple of years, so, so we got to step up. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm with you. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Tell that little brother make you look bad. I mean, come on, man. Exactly, yeah. Oh, you're cause, you're cause running the, out the, the flag uh, Saturday, aren't you? I would. I would gladly do it. You, you, <laughs> there is there's that psychological advantage. It, it's real, man. It's real in life with big brother. And when little brother starts to think, oh, hey, I can – I can beat Big Brother, and you you start to to dissipate that psychological advantage. Watch out, man! And that's what's happened with Utah State. You know they've they figured out, hey, we we can beat these guys, and they have. So, kudos to them. Kudos to Terry Anderson. He's obviously a great football coach. And since he got there, what is it, nine years ago? Um, you know, it, it, it'd be interesting to see where that program would be had he never left. I don't blame him for leaving because I'd take that money too, but. Um, it'd be interesting to see where that program would be had he never left because he's a great coach and he's done great things for him. Brian Keel, the red and the blue. He's the former Cougar. Was it Steve Spagnola? Is that the guy? Everybody hated. <laughs> uh, we we uh, we mutually did not like each other, so we, we can put it that way. <laughs> there it is. All right, all right, Brian. Thanks for a few minutes. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Take care. It was a Ram in 2010-11, and uh, he left, and Steve Spagnuolo got fired at the same time. So, Mm. yeah, there's the end of that mystery. Dang.